So Marvel's panel with D23, or at least their section of the panel, has now wrapped. Well, it wrapped many hours ago, but now I'm going to be breaking down all the major announcements and giving you guys a recap of what you may have missed. Hey everyone, so welcome back to Movie Morning. The long-awaited Marvel Studios D23 panel has now passed, with giving us a bunch of announcements that we may have not expected, some we definitely expected, and a lot as well that we expected and hoped to get that we did not get. So going into this, expectations were sky high about what Kevin Feige would reveal, whether that's the cast of the Fantastic Four, new big names like rumored names like Henry Cavill joining the MCU, potentially a Mutants reference, obviously a Deadpool 3 announcement I thought was nearly guaranteed, and we ended up really getting none of that. We didn't really get any new announcements and, and any new shows or movies announced, not even ones that we knew were coming, like Wonder Man. We didn't even get those officially confirmed. And going along with that, like the Shang-Chi sequel, we didn't get that fully confirmed either. So with that said, there was a lot of disappointment coming out of that panel, with the, especially for me, without a Fantastic Four cast announcement. But I do still think that everything we got was interesting, but I think the general sense I felt leaving it, even for myself, was feeling a bit underwhelmed. But with that said, we do still have quite a bit to talk about with what they revealed. And I'll be breaking it all down in a bit more of a quick fashion and giving you guys my thoughts on all of it. So with that said, let's get started. By the way, I'll be going in release order. And first up is going to be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And it does release in theaters on November the 11th, 2022. And of course, stars all our cast from the first film with new additions with with the introduction of Atlantis and Namor and his kind. Now, when it comes to footage, Ryan Coogler was there with a few of the cast to present exclusive footage. They got a whole scene from Black Panther Wakanda Forever that led into a montage of footage. The scene had Queen Ramona talking to the UN. It was kind of intercut with um, with a few soldiers trying to steal um, uh, steal vibranium from some Dora Milaje and Okoye, which were kind of, which were, <clears throat> which were actually disguised as almost uh, look like refugees, and they reveal themselves to be that. And the scenes are kind of intercut, and we have Queen Ramonda kind of criticizing the UN for trying to take advantage of Wakanda in the face of their weakest point, which is pretty much the death of <clears throat> the king of T'Challa, and the cause of his death, as mentioned in this clip, is still unknown. And the rest of the montage reveals that there's a power grab for Wakanda's wealth. And, and also we get the presence of Namor being revealed to the world. We get a lot of Namor action, him fighting M'Baku. And we also see a lot of other stuff that we saw in the previous trailer. Was, but we also saw the new Black Panther falling from above and landing on what they're calling her feet. And then face-to-face to, face to become face-to-face -face with Namor in a kind of throne room. So now it seems like the websites I'm reading are confirming that the new Black Panther is indeed a woman. So I'm assuming it is almost definitely Shuri, but I think it could still be Nakia played by Lupita Nyong'o. I'm sure we'll learn very soon. And it also mentioned that the new Black Panther suit has a more defined gold thread to it compared to the silver with T'Challa's suit. Now, none of this footage was released online, but I'm assuming we will get an official full trailer in the next month or so. Next up, we've got Werewolf by Night, or as they're calling it in the 
trailer the a marvel Studios special presentation werewolf by night which releases on disney plus on october the 7th 2022 it is actually being directed by michael giacchino yes one of the most prolific composers in the business who's composed mcu movies such as all three mcu spider-man movies the first doctor strange and most recently thor love and thunder the main cast includes gael garcia bernal as jack russell the werewolf by night himself and laura donnelly in a currently unnamed role as far as i can tell but there's a lot of speculation about who she could be playing now this is one of the most surprising things in terms of what was actually shown because they talked about the show for another the show but talked about the special now this is going to be a one-shot special that will probably run around 40 minutes 40 to 60 minutes again it was directed by michael giacchino i believe it is it's his directorial debut and from the trailer it is a kind of throwback 1930s to 40s creature feature horror mystery and it's kind of, they're kind of playing a game of werewolf in a werewolf by night special where they're kind of trying to find, figure out and unmask who the werewolf is in it which is literally going to be jack russell who is going to be the protagonist of this michael giacchino has mentioned on twitter how this allowed him to marvel studios with this project allowed him to do something he's always wanted to do which is does this style of special he's going for here and I just really appreciate that they're giving us a very creator-centric special to give us with 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 a with a already existing, pre-existing Marvel IP. And I think with this, one of the most interesting things about the trailer was the general style. Now, for me personally, I think I might have preferred for them just to do a Werewolf by Night, a very horror and scary, but more like modern feel, like maybe Moon Knight, but a lot darker and a lot scarier compared to doing like a throwback and a bit more of a almost satire like this is doing. But at the same time, I do appreciate they're trying something different. I do think people who are always criticizing Marvel for being too samey are kind of eating their words this year because they are doing a lot of stuff, a lot, a bit too much, but they are being very diverse with what they're giving us. And this is probably this project that stands out the most this year. But unfortunately, I fear that because of how late it's being marketed, it's releasing in less than a month. I don't think this project will find the kind of traction that really any other MCU project would. And I do think this will probably be the most niche project out there so far. It doesn't seem like it's fully going to be me for me for the trailer, but I am a big fan of, fan of the Werewolf by Night character. And I hope he's done justice while still giving, a very, giving us a very creator-centric and more artsy take on an MCU. And I'm really curious to see if this is even part of the MCU or if it's just a Marvel Studios production that's a standalone i think that's a really interesting thing to do and i do hope they reveal that to us to kind of maybe lower our expectations for some potential connections in that but i'm certainly interested but when i first watched the trailer i was very put off by what they were doing here now we've got at man on the wasp quantum mania which is set to release on February the 17th, 2023, it is the first project, or at least first film, of MCU Phase 5, while Black Panther Wakanda Forever is the end of Phase 4 in terms of the non-specials. Obviously, Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lee, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Michael Douglas are all returning. Uh, it was also confirmed that Jimmy Woo, played by Randall Park, would be back. Jonathan Majors will obviously be the villain as Kang, and Catherine Newton is, will be in it as Cassie Lang, who's now a lot older because of the time jump. Now, there was a lot of footage shown for this movie, but the main trailer itself, and or teaser trailer, was the same one that was showed at San Diego Comic-Con this year. So, 
Now, when it comes to that footage, I won't be describing exactly what happened to me because I already did that two months ago, and you can go listen to that episode for what happened with that footage. But I will explain what happens in the new bits of footage. But just to give some details, it was mentioned that this movie directly links to and it kind of creates the path for all of the films leading into Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Um, and, and there was a few plot details shown because of the exclusive footage that we got and one of the main conflicts from the film now learning is that Scott Lang will actually be forced to plan a heist for Kang so I like that even though we're in the quantum realm we're going weird it's still keeping the genre and heart of these movies which is nice selling because Scott Lang did start off as a thief and I really really liked that and it's and apparently it's for something that was robbed of Kang by someone who we don't know yet who I'm assuming will be revealed to be Modok who Originally, I guess, is set to work with Kang, but it's going to be revealed that he's actually set to betray Kang. And I really think that's an interesting thing to do. And if Scott Lang doesn't do Kang's bidding, the villain will kill his daughter, Cassie, who's being held hostage by Kang. And I will say this, that is really a lot of the crux of the main footage we we really see here. And when it comes to the other footage, we obviously get uh, Scott Lang here taking a book to Jimmy Woo. Um... And we really get a bunch, and then he takes Jimmy Woo to a, a very expensive brunch, as we got a little tease of in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And all of the other, um, all of the other footage was very, very similar. However, it seems like the little bits of new footage that are very important for the plot are that Cassie does build a time machine that can send signals to the quantum realm. And she does this so that she can communicate with her dad if he ever you know, got stuck again. But that machine sucks the whole family in, including Hank and Janet. And they all go into the quantum realm, and the group comes across whole civilizations. We see Bill Murray. We see Modoc having a short appearance, and Cassie is captured by Kang, and that leads into the new footage that I described just a couple of minutes ago. So I'm going to watch Quantumania. I was very much hoping for the footage to be officially released to the public, at least the main teaser trailer, because... It's already been leaked and everyone's already seen it by now. But I do suspect we will definitely get it within the next two months because the movie is coming out in in February and Marvel never really goes under three months when it comes to teaser trailers for their movies. Next up is The Marvels, which is set to release on in July of next year, on July the 28th of 2023. Now, there was a lot of footage shown. Now, all of... The director, Nita Costa, and Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, and Iman Vellani were all there. There was bits of Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury in the trailer, although he wasn't there presenting. There was, a, there was quite a bit of footage shown, and from the footage, we learned that pretty much all the Marvel characters, who now actually have all have comic-accurate costumes, particularly uh, Monica, Ram- Monica Rambeau, what their powers basically allow them to switch places on accident, and Kamala is tra- teleported to where what Monica Rambeau was doing, which was testing, which was building a new space station, and she kind of makes a fool of herself in front of Nick Fury. And we also get um, Carol Danvers coming into the, being teleported to the Kamal, the Khan household, which we see at the end of Miss Marvel in the post-credit scene. And it seems like this movie is going to be a very comedic and action-driven film that's not going to take itself too seriously, which I think is an interesting direction to take, although I don't really know how it's going to be yet. So we do see Nick Fury in the footage, so it's nice to get more of him. But the movie will very much be a team-up movie 
between the between the three Marvels, as I'm just going to call them, which is why the movie's called The Marvels, where Carol's driving them around in a spaceship. There seems to be almost a musical number from the footage that I'm being described, and they show off their powers to each other, and Kamala obviously is geeking out because of meeting some of her heroes, like Captain Marvel. And it does seem like, again, this is going to be a pretty comedic, um, movie from the tons of jokes in the footage and that's really the main crux of what the footage focuses on we didn't get that many new details we still don't know who the villain is but it does but we do get an explanation for what happened at the end of Miss Marvel next up we've got Ironheart and Anthony Ramos was there to present with Kevin Feige talking about this show now from what we see the show seems to have a very different feel and look and color grading from most of the MCU shows we've had. It's set for release next year in the fall. It is currently in production. And we'll focus on Riri Williams' struggle to balance her aspirations as a tech genius with the responsibilities she's facing at home. She's a young genius and is kind of being built up as the next phase's Iron Man. Now, Anthony Ramos is the villain. He'll be playing a character named The Hood, which rises within her community. And it kind of actually gives me Spider-Man Miles Morales vibes in this regard, and I think it's actually a very interesting direction to take this, and actually gets me a lot more excited. And the, and the show will be very centered on the conflict between the dark arts and technology, and I think that's a very cool direction to take in this show in particular. And Marvel did actually surprise D23 Expo attendees with an early trailer, and Ryan Coogler's influence is felt from what we're hearing. He is executive producing the series because he is introducing the character in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, we see Riri Williams and she has managed to, all the technology she's managed to build in high school. She has friends and um, a very supportive mom from what we see in the trailer. Again, we see a character of the hood. We get a glimpse of his very comic accurate costume and, and she's trying to build a suit to beat the character. So it does seem like and, and it does seem like the suit will be slightly different from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. But it does seem like from this that it has a very pretty simple... Um, it does seem to be have a pretty simple main storyline. But it does seem to be tackling some pretty more heavy themes of like uh, class and social disparity. Which I think is extremely interesting. It actually does get me more excited for this show and it actually does seem to be one of the more serious shows which I really did not expect from a show about a teenage character in the MCU. Next up one of my personal most anticipated and that is Loki season 2. Now all the stars of Loki took a break from filming to come to the D23 Expo for the day and they were keeping very quiet because they are currently in production. Now we know that um, Tom Middleston, Sophie DiMartino, Owen Wilson were all confirmed to come back. Jonathan Majors' Kang was seen in some action during the footage. And one of my favorite announcements was that we learned that Kei Hui Kwan, who is short round from Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom and gave a wonderful performance in this year's Everything Everywhere All at Once, will be in the series playing a TVA agent. And that's honestly one of the things that got me most excited because I think he has just such a charismatic actor and I think he'll just deliver such a fun performance in this show whenever when we get to see it next summer and the show again is set for release the season set for release i should say in december in summer of 2023 and they actually showed an early look at the season it, it picks up right where season one left off loki's at the tva with mobius and um hunter b15 having no idea who what who that loki is not knowing anything they're different versions of that um 
character, and he's kind of glitching in time in that regard. And it does say though that Sylvie was no nowhere to be found in the footage itself. They did get a glimpse of again Kei Hoi Kwan's character, again who works at the TVA, and. He helps Loki in the trailer, but it also shows Loki traveling across distant timelines and galaxies and teasing that we're kind of, that they're kind of at war. So this is really interesting. Miss um, Minutes is mentioned by Loki, but not um, uh, seen. But it seems like Loki is also the only character who really knows that Kang is an incoming threat. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how that progresses throughout the season. I'm assuming this will have six episodes, just like season one. Hoping there's more, but you know, what's best for the show, I'm sure they know. So we should probably find all the more details out very soon. And when it comes to the trailer of this being released online, with a summer 2023 release, we should probably expect one around next spring. So this footage probably won't be seen by the public for quite a while. Next up is Secret Invasion. Now this obviously had a trailer release to the public. It will star Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Amelia Clark, Don Cheadle, Olivia Coleman and Kobe Smulders, so a very, very, you know, a lot of names in this cast. It is the next Disney Plus show that will release after Shioka Attorney at Law, not including any specials. It is set to release in spring 2023, and with how Adam and the Wasp Quantumania, which will probably come out first, didn't get a trailer released to the public, I was pretty confident that we weren't going to get anything for this show after Ant- after we didn't get anything for Ant-Man. But they actually did release it to the public. And I gotta say, when it comes to this trailer, it was my favorite thing we got from either Marvel, Star Wars, 20th Century, Disney, Pixar. It is my favorite thing we got from D23 this weekend because the trailer had such a great, such great thriller vibes. It's been described as kind of a paranoia thriller, similar to Captain America, similar to Captain America New World Order is being described and from the footage it does seem like there are hints that the nick fury in this show and the real nick fury has actually been up in that spaceship all the time and has been ignoring calls from maria hill i love the feel of this being a thriller i love the tone it looks very mature all the characters seem so interesting even like amelia clark's character seems to be a scroll who's been from what we've heard a character who's been undercover on Earth for a long time, and she will be part of a bad faction of Skulls. And I think it's actually a lot more interesting and even more scary with how they're going to be infiltrating the government and all that if there are a good side of Skulls and a bad side. Because in the comics, the Secret Invasion comics, while I've, I'm currently in the process of reading it right now, I haven't read it all the way through, there really is only bad Skrulls for the most part. But it's a very marvel hero centric event but i like the direction they're taking going way off course and making this focused on the spies of the mcu and it just really fits the story itself i love that we're getting more of ben mendelson's talos he was my favorite part of captain marvel along with nick fury so obviously seeing more of them is amazing and obviously samuel jackson will probably have tons of fun playing the scroll version of nick fury whenever ben mendelson's him or as well as the real nick fury himself and I'm really curious to see about the reveals. I have a feeling Rhodey may be revealed to be a Skrull. Again, it's not, it doesn't take like 40 chests to figure that out because he's the only big name Avenger in this show as far as we know. But I would love to see the Skrulls posing as more Avengers. They don't have to have been revealed to be Avengers to be Avengers the whole time, but just to kind of play fool around with our expectations. And I think it could be a ton of fun. But the series just looks 
fascinating. It's going to be a deep mystery, and I cannot wait. I love the tone, and I loved the way it looked as a whole. It seems extremely compelling, and Sam Jackson just looks on fire as Nick Fury. And he's appearing in three projects next year, and I love that we're getting more of him. So with this, our next series after um, Shiok Attorney of Law, and here's hope it's better than that show. And it certainly looks better. So, yeah, can't wait for this one. Next up, we've got Armor Wars, and Don Cheeto and Kevin Feige were on stage to talk about this, but we will say that what they said was that it is directly inspired by the famous comic book story that they take their name from. Stark Tech has gotten into the wrong hands, and only Rhodey is really capable of getting things back because of his relationship with Tony. And the main thing that was revealed that this show, well, first, it is still happening because it wasn't mentioned at Comic-Con, so it's fate was worried upon by a lot of big fans of the War Machine character. It was confirmed, though, that it will specifically follow and be a direct sequel. Not direct, but a sequel to what happens in Secret Invasion. There's no release date, but it will start production next year, looking for probably a late 2024 release for this show. Next up is Echo. Now, there wasn't much footage shown, but there was a bit, and obviously this stars Alakwa Cox in the lead role. It was confirmed that both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio would be in the show quite a while ago. They, Vincent D'Onofrio in particular has been seen in some set photos for this as it's been production, and it only wrapped a couple of weeks ago, and will follow right after Hawkeye and delve into her cultural history as well as her origins while expanding the world and kind of deal with her characters which will be most people from her kind of her backstory now this show is actually described as a grimy action thriller kind of like a john wick although the action probably won't be quite as good and this really does it really does seem like she's going to be getting more teachings from her ancestors to fight a new threat now kingpin does make an appearance in this footage right at the very end but he's wearing a large eye patch which does reveal that Maya Lopez probably shot him right in the eye and not, you know, he didn't just blow his brains out in Hawkeye. And again, I, like I told all of you, obviously Kingpin wasn't dead, as I told you guys in episode six of Hawkeye when that came out. And also, I should also say that uh, Daredevil or Matt Murdock, I'm getting mixed reports about whether he was actually seen in the trailer or not. Some people are saying he is in the trailer for a brief shot. Some people are saying he isn't in there. But, let's, but we all know he's in the show. There is a mix of reports on whether he's actually in there. And the show is set for release in summer 2023. And as of right now, on the slate Kevin Feige showed, it is set to release before Loki Season 2. So it's the next one after Secret Invasion. Next up, Daredevil Born Again. Not much revealed here, but really the only cast we know so far returning are Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio as Daredevil and Wilson Fisk. Now, it has not yet begun filming. It will start filming next year. Year. It will have 18 episodes, as revealed by Kevin Feige, back at San Diego Comic Con, and they were really, they weren't really they weren't really able to share anything because none of them had actually read any scripts, but they were very excited, and he can't work, wait to start again with double the amount of time. Now he does say start again, so I do have a feeling that this will be a soft reboot, and even from interviews after the panel, Charlie Cox did kind of give off the vibe that this wouldn't be the exact same continuation. So unfortunately, I don't think Deborah Ann Wall or Elda Tenson will return as Karen and Foggy, which I think is a big disappointment. But yeah, but as of right now, this show is set to release in, in the spring of 2024 to the summer, which is 18 episodes, and is easily my personal most anticipated Disney Plus show, because I cannot wait, and I love the Daredevil character. 
Then we move on to Captain America New World Order, obviously starring Anthony Mackie in the lead role. Other people confirmed to join are Shara Haas, who's playing a new character. We have Danny Ramirez, who is returning from his Falcon Winter Soldier role, and Carl Lumley as Isaiah Bradley will be back. Malcolm Spellman, the writer of that show, will be back, and Julius Ona will be on as director, and described it as a paranoid thriller, so I'm curious to see how that's going to feel with a Captain America movie, and Danny Ramirez did reveal that he would be the new Falcon, as predicted by a lot of people in that um, in that show, but I think the most surprising thing here was that it was confirmed that Tim Blake Nelson will be reprising his role from the first Incredible Hulk movie back in 2008, and now be the character of the leader as known in the comics. Now, filming is starting next year. The film is set for release from May 3rd, 2024, and is set to be one of the probably one of the more big name films of uh, of Phase Five. And obviously, it will star Anthony Mackie in the lead role. Last one to mention on here is Thunderbolt, and the main cast was officially revealed. Now, first, I should mention that um, the film will be directed by Jake Schreier, and he couldn't. Re- and he did show up, but he couldn't really confirm anything beside the lineups. Now, the movie is still the movie will is set to be kind of the close of Phase Five, and it will release in July 26, twenty twenty four. So it's kind of instead of the Avengers, we get this this movie, and I'm so glad it's a movie. By the way, the main cast includes Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, Sebastian Stan returning as Bucky, Julia Louis Dreyfus as Val, David Harbour coming back as Red Guardian. We have the character of Ghost coming back, Taskmaster, and also U.S. Agent, who was first seen in the Falcon Winter Soldier, and donned the costume at the end of that show with Val being the person who really gave him that costume. And it's quite, a, it's quite far away, but that is the lineup we're getting. And all, we don't, we're only announcements of new characters that could potentially be showing up, but I really like the lineup. I really do dig it, and I, and I think that this could be a ton of fun. But that's really all the information we got. I'm really curious that we got Bucky, and it looks like he won't be in Captain America New World Order, which is an interesting choice. That's not one I would have guessed. But I, this is one of my most anticipated upcoming movies of Phase 5, certainly, other than, you know, it actually, other than maybe like a Blade. This, one, this is one that I'm very interested in, and I'm definitely curious to watch this um, when it does release two years from now. I'm just like I am with all of these, but I'm very excited to see this and I liked it and small information that was revealed. So it does take us to the end of this breakdown. I did go on for a bit longer than I expected, but thank you guys so much for listening to the breakdown of the Marvel Studios D23 panel from 2022, or at least their presentation. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.